if you could, please repeat after me. Ah, wrong intro. Peace. I'm your brother Crumb. That's funny. And you are now watching Crumb TV Chicago. Hey, you are now watching Crumb TV. Crumb TV. Hey, we in Chicago, y'all, and y'all watching Crumb TV. It's your brother, Tim Buck, too. I say. You are now watching Crumb TV. You in Chi-Town Finest, Jim Inglewood, always up to no good. Man, I'm telling my brother Crumb. You're watching Crumb TV. I'm your only brother, and you are watching Crumb TV. Reporting live from the Wild Hunter, South Side, Chicago. And you now watching Crumb TV. And you're watching Crumb TV. Crumb TV, baby. Hey. Crumb TV. All right, so this is where I say that part. If you could, please repeat after me. Peace. Ashe. Islam. Namaste. Hotep. Grand Rising. Assalamu alaikum. Walaikum salam. Salam. Shalom. Que pasa? Boom dia. Oseo. Halito. Wagwan. What up, though? Rahubet. Konichiwa. Umjambo. How are the children? Whatever the greeting is in your respective language, I am your humble brother Crumb here for another installation of, this is really not Crumb TV. This is actually the three kings, the perfect trifecta. Um, we're still getting the branding part together. But you already know what it is. This video is called Attack on Black Masculinity. But before we get into all of that, I want to do what I do best, and let's put some respect in your name by acknowledging the first responders. Now, there are more than about 50 first responders in the room right now, but I'll just do the first three for the sake of time. We call that the perfect trifecta. Uh, so number one in the building of this perfect trifecta is True King. He says, peace, family. We say in peace back. I see you. I love you. I appreciate you. Number two in the building. Look, it looks like two, True King is tapping in again for a double whammy. He says, smash that like button. Now, that's really not number two, but, you know, in spirit of the post, we're going to go with that. The official number two is Egyptian deity. She gives that black heart times four. Family, you got to tap into the signs and the symbols, and you got to tap into the numerology of this whole, uh, you know, this thing. So I see you. I love you. I appreciate you. Number three in the building of this perfect trifecta, American Healer TV. Now, American Healer is really Dr. Inky, and we usually don't allow the people in here to be first responders because they know when everything's about to happen. And first responders are people who don't know. Like there's an emergency, boom, I don't know what's going on. And then they respond. So I'll read it because he's there, but we're going to have to do another one. He says, peace to all. I'm excited about this one. Number three, the real number three is still, okay, no, 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> Here we are, number three, Michael Phoenix. He says, I'm in this piece. Absolutely, we see you, we love you, appreciate you. Family, if we could also, could we get a roll call going? Let us know what city you're in, what state may be, zip code if that's what you prefer, coast, island, country, whatever the case may be. 
Uh, we'll do a roll call. Let us know where you're at. We want to uh, put some respect on your name. So with that said, in the first five minutes, we try to, you know, get all the uh, to do's out. So with that said, let's bring the family on. Peace and love, good brothers. Uh, Crip Jesus, how are you? Peace. I'm very excited about this one, man. You know, I think it's going to really put the Crip on the Jesus in perspective, <laughs> like masculinity. <laughs> Absolutely. Glad to have you. Um, but before I let you go and move on, could you tell the family where we can find you at? Oh, yeah. At this moment, you know what I'm saying? If you're trying to find me on IG, you can go to at Holy Crip Jesus. That's at H-O-L-Y-C-R-I-P-J-E-S-U-S. They make it hard to find me. So type it in. You can hit me on Twitter. Uh, Crip Jesus Blue God. That's at C-R-I-P-J-E-S-U-S-B-L-U-G-O-D. And everywhere else, you can just type in Crip Jesus. And if you don't feel like going through all that, just go to Google, Yahoo, or whatever, and type in Crib Jesus. I'm everywhere. Shama Lama Lama. With that said, uh, before we get to going with you, doc, uh, good Dr. Inky, could you hit that unmute button? There we go. Dr. Inky, how are you? <sighs> I'm alive. That's 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 always my response in a world of um, in a world of change, like our world. You know, you can wake up a millionaire and go to sleep broke, or you can wake up broke and go to bed a millionaire. So, all you want to do is just be in the game. You know, as long as you're alive, you can win. Yeah, absolutely. Before we get into this, I want to just take a moment to just for this family's sake, if they were under a rock for the last century. Could you tell the family where we can find you at? Chrome TV. <laughs> That's right. You know, I can't let him off the hook, family. It's right there on his title, AmericanHealer.website. Not to be confused with .com, .this, or .that, .net. It's .website. That's right, family. AmericanHealer.website. That's also his YouTube channel. Put some respect on his name. All right, so with that said, uh, gentlemen, where do we start? Crip Jesus. Um, we go right to... Um, Coming right in with the beginning of my name, Crip. Yeah. And I'm going to explain that. You know, like I told you in the first episode, that time, first time you brought me on here, this was never about glamorizing crip or crime or none of that. This was about making sure people know that Allah is seen and heard in all worlds. So even in the crip world, there was a purpose behind this. It wasn't about just hurting everybody and dressing up and being pretty. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we start off with we're talking about the attack on black masculinity. So my first example of black masculinity from where I'm from. Uh, in the neighborhood I'm in, you know what I'm saying? The biggest homie, not, not, see, here's the funny thing about it. Raymond Washington created Crip, but I didn't learn about Raymond Washington until like in jail way later, you know, getting deep. Growing up, we knew about Tookie though. That was the big homie. That was the, like, if you take away books, because like how MOI would say, you know, sometimes we get caught up in the big words and all the fancy hoopla and the degrees and all that stuff. But what are we talking about? We're talking about our community, uplifting our people. We're talking about raising men who are able to protect and progress the community. My first ideal of that, our first thing shown to us in black masculinity was Big Tookie Williams. You feel me? Uh, and I could read it. It's a line I got from MOI itself where he said about the blue check before Instagram. So Big Tookie Williams, due to his size and strength, 
Tookie had a blue check in the streets long before Instagram. <laughs> Teach, Marvin. Teach. Yes. Now, right here, it says, what is the true definition of masculinity? And I wanted to put this out here because we have a lot of people that talk for five to eight hours trying to define masculinity and talking about how the uh, society has shaped this thing. And that's not what it is. This has nothing to do with even sexuality at this point. We're talking about masculinity, plain and basic. Masculinity is the social expectations of being a man. The term masculinity refers to the roles, behaviors and attributes that are considered appropriate for boys and men in a given society. Masculinity is constructed and defined socially, historically, and politically, rather than being biologically driven. So to say that, I'm not here to boast and brag or say this is what it is, because masculinity in my environment ended up being something that was led to crime and destruction. This is just what it was. These were the things expected of the male role where I was from. This is an example. You feel what I'm saying? Now, right here, let's get to the point. The attack on black masculinity. This is a black man, right? Why is, why is masculinity being considered toxic? Toxic masculinity is a term that has been gaining traction in the past few years. This term refers to the dominant form the dominant form of masculinity, wherein men use dominance, violence, and control to assert their power and superiority. Coming from the GreenHillRecovery.com, toxic masculinity versus healthy masculinity. So what we have to ask ourselves is what is the alternative here? If they're saying dominant masculinity is toxic, what are they really talking about? If the original man is the melanated black man, in his form of masculinity dominance, they're calling this toxic masculinity, the original. Proof. Uh, Crumb, would you not say that's a masculine white man? Yeah, I'd say so. Look pretty masculine to me, right? Yeah. <laughs> but that's not toxic. But the dark chocolate masculine is toxic for some reason, but the vanilla brand's not toxic. <laughs> One afternoon in the mid-1970s, Stanley Tookie Williams, a keen bodybuilder and the co-founder of the Crips Gang, a form of black masculinity, was walking along the broad walk at Venice Beach, Santa Monica, near Los Angeles. He passed the then Mr. Olympia, the champion, the king of white masculinity, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Remember, Mr. Olymp Mr. Olympia is a title, y'all. So he was the really literally considered the king of white masculinity. And this man being the leader of the Crips was considered a, a, a king. I can't say the king, but a king of black masculinity. This is a literal thing. Arnold Schwarzenegger, who was out for a stroll with a friend, said, see that guy there? Mr. Schwarzenegger said, pointing to Williams' bulging muscles. Those aren't arms, they're legs. Ooh. Ooh. This is the white masculinity admiring the black masculinity. Wait, Hit him um, with the next one, God. I'm about to show him where this I'm is. sorry, brother. Before you... Okay, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Nope, 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 nope. Oh, you know we was going there, Crumb. Yeah, I, I, I should have known. I should have known. <laughs> you know you taught me well. <laughs> Do you mind At if I read this one? 1 a.m. December 13th. 
And I want y'all to know, without me reading it on there, because it doesn't say no year up there, the year was 2005. I was locked in Juvenile Hall. Mm, being charged wait, hold, on, hold on, Crip. Uh, Crump, Crump said he, he wanted to go. He wanted, he wanted these bars. Oh, no, oh, no, no, please, please. I uh, acquiesce. Please, please, brother. No, I'm saying, I'm saying I was locked in Juvenile Hall, right? And just to show what I mean by masculinity, I was being charged with attempted murder, facing life sentences. I hadn't even shot no one. And everything in me wanted to become weak. You know, I'm going to reveal something on this podcast that I didn't ever want to talk about, but just for anybody watching to understand. My own mother was so in fear of what they were doing to me by putting this case on me and her knowing the deep me, the one that's sitting here reading books to y'all. She was scared for that little boy. And she said she had a dream I was going to get raped in prison. Now my mom was getting high on drugs at the time. I told her, how dare you talk to me like that? Because I'm going to protect my masculinity. And thank God I made it out without that happening. But her fears were uh, justified. You feel what I'm saying? This is what was going on. This is the what I'm trying to show y'all is she knew that them putting that case on me. That was the overall goal to turn what she was trying to raise into a productive, strong man that could protect our family to a weak man, whether it be a man that fights and cuss all day and shoots his gun. That's a form of weakness as well. A lack of self-control. It's the it's the dehumanize and demasculate us literally. Can you go back to that slide, brother, so I can show them what they did to my hero. At 12.01 a.m. on December 13, Williams was executed by lethal injection for the murders of four people during two, allegedly during two robberies committed more than a quarter of a century ago. And I want y'all to know, if, if incarceration is all about rehabilitation, this brother was one of the most rehabilitated brothers in history. He had wrote a, a score of children books he had uh, politicians and all type of people vouching for him to get him out. The only person who was had the power to spare him was Schwarzenegger. Should he choose to exercise his power of clemency is the governor of California, Arnold Schwarzenegger, which he did not. He executed this brother. I was there in juvenile hall. We rioted because for all us boys that came from the slums, this was we never even met this man. This is this was like a deity to us. We just held on to this understanding that represented masculinity for us. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't become soft and weak just because times are getting hard. You feel me? I'm not justifying any crime. Or I'm telling you what it represented to us. You know, now you got to ask yourself this toxic masculinity they call dominance to dominate, to dominate in the conversation to when we say women, we say the word masculine, but we're really talking about, you know, when a girl's trying to dominate what's going on in the situation, this dominance, where did that come from? Like, if we listen to the philosophy people nowadays, did someone really just sit down and say, hey, this is what masculinity is? No, no, no. It goes back to the root. And for those that like to read, come with me to the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 26. Let me see and if I God, can read this one. Do you mind? Oh, yes, please. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over dominion. the fish of the That's sea. That's the word. Dominion. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Yes. So the reason why I have excelled to such a high level of study and why I like the King James Version is I've learned the value of words. 
You can't use synonyms to get through this. This is like reading the hieroglyphics. This is actually a part of the hieroglyphics that were took out, the cartouches. But we're not going to get into that right now. The point is, every little word matters here. When we're talking about masculinity of the original man who was black, so the black masculinity, we're talking about that word right there, dominion, the dominance. And it's not just the characteristic. A dominion, to my understanding, is a territory, principality. Yes, something, a land you rule over. King's dominion. Side, God. You, you remember King's dominion, Crip Jesus? Mm. The, it yeah, was actually I, I went there a few times. That was in uh, yeah. what was that? Virginia, Maryland, yep. somewhere. Yeah, Virginia, yeah. where I'm from, King's Dominion. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. And now we all know we're not going to go too deep into it, but we know the original man was melanated, and we know that when he used to put the big symbol of his dominance in front of his dominions, it would be an obelisk, a symbol of his penis, a big tall symbol of the black masculinity. What you're seeing right here is the physical removal of obelisk from dominions. This is a direct attack on black masculinity right here. The and, and you know what's crazy is if, if they just tore them down, I would I would agree. But they actually took them <laughs> <laughs> and put them and put them in their spot. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, they moved the old black. Like we got the big ones now. Yeah, like, boom, exactly. So you got them in Central Park, at the Vatican, and, and a few key spots where they done removed them from Kemet and put them, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So that will, yeah, the next one, the black and white one. Okay, now this goes to show that this is what Francis Crest Wilson talks about. So we have many symbols, many symbols, like the cigar, the limousine, we, but we can go on with that for hours and hours and hours. The obelisk was literally made to be represent the original man, the, the original king called Nigas, his manhood, the black masculinity. That right there is a statue of Osiris, Asar. Um, it was, I mean, for me, I didn't know, and of course, I'm sure somebody said it before her, but for me, it was Dr. Francis Cress Wellson who brought it to my attention that during the lynching era. You know, people just say, oh, it was just the lynching era. And, and it was more than the lynching era. That was also the castration era. Because when they, they lynch you. They... Right. But but here's the thing. They always they didn't throw them out. They cooked them and ate them. So Stop was, it. Yeah. They was eating them. Oh, yeah, there's, there's books on it. Yeah. There's books on it. You know, they cooked them and ate them. Cooked them and ate them. Woo. Yeah. So everything we're talking about right now is a direct attack on the black masculinity. This is not a metaphor, y'all. This is them literally taking. Matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, let me tap in with Crumb on this one because you know I'm just Crip Jesus now. I'm a little bit in the streets. I got to tap in with the master. Hold on. <laughs> isn't that the whole? Isn't that the whole concept of a eunuch? I'm out of here. Yeah, when you when they take over another nation, they take the losers, they castrate them, cut their penises, and they make them work under them. It's it's like servants, right? Well, um, they just call it that. It's a different uh, word, uh, but this is exactly what was going on in slavery out here. But well, let me let me take it a step further. Maybe um, 
and I'll, I'll pass this to Crumb, to you, and even to the chat to um, to add on or maybe add correction. But there is a um, there are a lot of stories that are circulating that George Washington Carver was um, castrated, and he his voice was really high because of that because they had him in such close proximity to the families that quote unquote he worked for um but but yeah I, I believe George Washington Carver was also he, he might have been castrated or had his testicles cut off or something to that extent I could be wrong so I'll let the chat or whoever correct me but I believe that there are some um there's some information floating around that George Washington Carver might have um had his program removed as well whoa whoa so this, this is not no metaphor, y'all. This is real. Now we're going to take it to the next level. Go ahead, guy. Before his death. Now, this is a very famous Muslim general, Saladin. So before his death, Saladin had divided his, I want y'all to stay focused, y'all, because we'll never lose focus here, dominions. We're still talking about the original masculinity. Before his death, Saladin had his dominions divided amongst his kin. His, his descendant Al-Afdal received Palestine and Syria. Al-Aziz was made ruler of Egypt. What does this have to do anything, y'all? Well, when he was made ruler of Egypt, he wanted to establish his dominion because he wasn't a native. So he had an attempted demolition. In AD 1196, Al-Aziz Uthman, Saladin's son, and the Sultan of Egypt attempted to demolish the pyramids. Talking about some old bliss, he went a step further. It's the same thing as Napoleon shooting the nose off the Sphinx, y'all. It's deep. So let's go back to this Dominion thing. We're, yeah, we're, yeah, we're going that scientific today, Crumb. Are we still on Dominion? Because we need to explain to these people who come and say, no, that's not the, the white man made that up. You need to wake up. That's not masculinity. It's what he made. No, 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 no. This is a real energy. The original man was given dominion over animals. Whoa. When you see a nigga out there playing with a lion or a pit bull, that's masculine as hell, yeah. The original, original man. Not the original man y'all got now. That's the non-toxic original man. That's the non-toxic original man. Tarzan version. Adam. Yeah. That's the non-toxic. That's a little bit of crumb TV humor for y'all. This is the original man, how we do it. King Minos. Even our mythical, his, 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 historical, legendary heroes had something to do with having dominance over animals. Having a pet and being able to train and dominate over animal is a natural right of ours that we used to be trained to do to pass down our dominance to each other. You feel what I'm saying? King Manos is considered by the European an evil king. That's because he was dominant. Rawr, who lived on an island called Crete. Now the Cretans actually ruled over the so-called Macedonian Greek people and all that. The, the, the ones that we see now, the, the, the freaks, they were ruled by these. These are the Mycenaeans and the Minoans. Y'all look that up. They're all Phoenicians. Look that up. Canaanites, all that. He had a pet called a Minotaur. In the, in the story of a Minotaur, he's half bull, half man, kind of like Baphomet. Sometimes the top's the bull, sometimes the bottom's the bull. It doesn't really matter because the point is the man dominating over it. This is the origin of like bullfighting. You feel me? A minotaur is half man, half bull. The minotaur was a scary pet, so King Minos hit him in a maze called a labyrinth. 
All right. I thought I was going to come with one example. Nah, man. The original man. Oh, go ahead. I wanted to uh, elaborate on that story because I did a video, uh, seems like forever ago, with uh, a sister called, you know, I think it was Astrology Decoded. And when we're dealing with astrology, we just say, you know, this is uh, Western astrology, not Vedic or, or the other one, but Western. So in, in Western astrology, when you're dealing with um, the Taurus, this this is going from the story of Europa. There was a little girl named Europa and uh, she was playing on the beach and this white bull, well, Zeus saw her. And remember, Zeus would always go down in different forms and do different things. When when Zeus had got with um, the water bearer, uh, he came down as an eagle. When Zeus got with Europa, he came down as a white bull. Follow me, Taurus. So now he... Um, because he's lusting after this girl. She's like 12. The story with, with, with God and Mary, Mary's 12. The story with Zeus and Europa, Europa's 12. The, this is Europe, that girl. So um, he, he goes to this girl and you know, he, he gets uh, the girl to attract her, uh, to attract to him because he's, he's a beautiful bull. So he uh, woos her. She comes, gets on his back. He goes into the ocean, swims away. This is kidnap and by all means goes to the island and you know he um amalgamation i don't i don't know what we're going to call that uh uh consummate I, I don't know what you call it but he he graped her you know and i think somebody said the word earlier let's try not to say that word it triggers the algorithm let's say grape he graped her and um the child europa this is the girl who europe is named after mythologically according to them uh the child that they that, that, that she gave birth to was the minotaur uh, I, I, I yield the floor. I like the way you explain that because that goes to show how a myth can have so much to do with the reality just summarized. Because see how the Cretes were the ones that ruled Europe. So it would make sense that Minos, Minotaur's son, would be the daughter of Europa because it was ruled by King Minos at first, the Minoans. Teach. For all y'all listening, this really goes into what we're about to show about the mythology and how it's going to show our dominance over the animal and their kidnapping of it. Mm -hmm. So right here we have King Theseus who kills the Minotaur, right? This is him dominating over an animal. We have Queen Calithia who dominates over the, the mythical griffin. You feel what I'm saying? Then we also have right here where it says heroes. Right now, we all know, well, for those of us that get into etymology, hero comes from the word Heru, which is another ruler deity based on the, what is it, the eagle or the hawk? You feel what I'm saying? But it's mixed with the animal, showing dominion over the animal. And at times, over time, sometimes the animal that the uh, ruler or the tribe is associated with can also become associated with them. So when they start saying, oh, it was the snake people or the bird people or the griffin people. You understand what I'm saying? So here we go. Right there it says mythology is just as real as religion. On Genesis 1.26, we're talking about dominion. It also says dominion over every creeping thing that creepeth on the earth. Right here we have the snake Indians. A collect is a collective name given to Northern Puerto, Banak, and Shoshone Native American Indian tribes. And also others I'm about to show. 
But these are people who dominated over serpents. And mind y'all, you can't dominate over a serpent by beating it up. You got to be into energy, vibration, and snake charming and soothing. But these are people who dominated serpents. And in their stories, they became affiliated with serpents. So did. So them uh, down south ones, got Original snake tribes. Y'all see that? Y'all see that? Yeah, so we don't make none of this up, man. This is dominance that we're talking about. We're not talking about a guy beating up somebody. We're not talking about making fun of people. We're talking about real science here and the attack on this. This is what they want to attack. You know what I mean? Just so y'all can soak that in, the original snake tribe, we get y'all a little piece of the blue guy. Hit that form, Jesus. Oh, shit, shit, shit. It's coming in. But look, let's get back to it, though. That's my song, uh, Big Slime. Y'all check that out. The point is, in the song, I talk about the Naga tribe and the, uh, the Negas tribe and how when you hear about the serpent in the Bible, the one that made Eve eat the apple, you know who they really talking about. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Send my OT niggas packs of cookies, buzz on buff like Tookie, niggas pussy. I can't bring my pistol, tell them they can't book me. Niggas scary, playing Tom and Jerry. I'm on IG Wolfie, yeah, it's peace, but I'm still in these streets. I'm a holy hustler, they want beef. I ain't no veggie guy, you know I'm a cookie. I'm Crip Jesus, yeah, I know you heard about me. I'm the future, this ain't music. It's the scriptures to the last tribe of the killers, the gutter, the gutter, the naga tribe of the real niggas called the case. Riding California place, Y80, I just State. Call my plug, Salama Laker. Niggas, time for reparations. You stay safe, we stay in danger. Dedicate the paper chasing. That's just how OG's raised. I'm the one in the garden that made Eve eat the apple. I'm big slime, big slime. I slime your mama if I have to. Niggas ain't outside, they in the house playing with vacuums. Better not go live before we slide and we come catch you. I'm the one in the garden that made Eve eat the apple. Big slime, big slime, I slime your mama if I have to Niggas ain't outside, they in the house playing with vacuums Better not go lie before we slide and we come catch you Like we take mixed with nipsies, yeah, with more bodies, more dickies I tap in with G-Body, get you body in six minutes Dress up like Jehovah's Witness, knock on your door and go vicious No, I came up out the trenches, running from pigs, hitting fences We descendants of the dinosaurs and lizards Made through the storms and blizzards Surrounded by all my killers, they trapped us all in these Prisons. We illuminated all of the killers, initiated inside the buildings. We roused the far your niggas. Celestia, I'm the one in the garden that made Eve eat the apple. I'm big slime, big slime. I slime your mama if I have to. Niggas ain't outside, they in the house playing with vacuums. Better not go lie before we slide and we come catch you. I'm the one in the garden that made Eve eat the apple. I'm big slime, big slime. I slime your mama if I have to. Niggas ain't outside, they in the house playing with vacuums. Better not go lie before we slide and we come catch you. Can they hear me, man? So just let y'all know we don't make none of this stuff up. We're not here to quote stuff and impress y'all. We're not here just to talk your ear off. We're here to give you something you can take home and understand. Getting in tune with nature is the highest form of dominance. You understand what I'm saying? Being able to control the elements that the most high, the original source of all life put here 
is true dominance. Dominating your car or your computer or your Instagram page, that's cool. But here goes the attack on black masculinity for that. For those that don't understand that think slavery never happened or you're confused, let me get it done for you. Human trafficking is done off of the books. This is not something you're going to Google. This is not something you're just going to read out of nowhere. It's something you got to know about. This was called work. Supposedly they were going to work. You feel what I'm saying? So this was one of their jobs, y'all. This was not no 1700s, 1600s. This was in the 1900s, y'all. This was one of the jobs, the late 1800s, early 1900s. Hold on, man. Hold on, man. You yeah. know damn well this wasn't no damn job. <laughs> I'm saying, quote, quote, unquote, quote, unquote. This is one of the jobs that people, people would say that they were working. They were not called human tools. They were called, because the people being traded were property. Half of this yeah, stuff wasn't right. written down. They were considered like uh, 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 a couch or a table. Yeah, that's definitely called slavery. Yeah, that's called slavery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Break this down for him, God. Well, these books right here are the books that. Um, OK, so in today's world, there's no um, there's no record, obviously, of human trafficking because it's a nasty thing. You know, it's a nasty thing. It's a horrendous crime. It's despicable. Every bad adjective that you can summon would fit. But in yesterday's world, it was not only common practice, it was the number one international business. And before, what many people don't know of, before the prisoners of war thing or what we call slavery or that whole you know, the last 400 years and, you know, 1492 and 1600 and East India Dutch exchange before any of that was going on. They were already trafficking in North Africans and it started with the mummies. And that was a major form of what they considered to be medicine. So all throughout Europe, they ate the remains of black people as medicine. And when you walk through the cities and their shops, their apothecaries, uh, apothecaries and, and all of their little herb and medicine places and doctors, they literally had skulls and everything that you could see hanging in the windows that when you came in, you your problem, they would tell you what you needed to eat. And they were all different parts of remains from um, black folks or North Africans that they were grabbing. And it was a lot of the, quote unquote, the pale Arabs that were trafficking the darker Arabs um, to the Europeans. And these people were all actually on the books because they were a taxable commodity that they kept traffic of import and export wise. So when you read this book here. Mummies, cannibals and vampires, it documents it as a part of the history and evolution of Western medicine. The delectable, uh. Negro, yeah, the delectable Negro is a much more up-to-date book on what they were doing with some of the, uh, the quote-unquote prisoners of war or slaves in like the, the 1700s, 1800s. Um, just like Nat Turner, he wound up as, a, um, as what they call medicinal grease uh, to Whoa. be consumed. 
Yeah, yeah. Turned yeah, them yeah. Into, they turned them into a grease? Yeah, medicinal, so that you could consume it okay, you know, so, as, so a, as, a, as an oil. Yeah. Because you went to his next slide. I want to introduce him. No, it's perfect, perfect. Go on, go on, go on. So the point is, what he's talking about with the with the with the uh with the mummies and the cannibalism, this goes back all the way to the Colosseum when they would do this stuff in front of crowds of people. They would have like circuses. Because even if I'm not mistaken, isn't the word circus goes back to uh in Rome on the top of the hill where they used to throw those orgies and all that? So <laughs> these, no, for real. So these are like big spectacles of like embarrassing or or over dominating and stripping the dominance in the dominion of other people, other groups of people. So here you go, yeah, right here. The movie Caligula. Yeah. No, I was just so saying the movie Caligula kind of do uh, documents what you're talking about in terms of those orgies and all of the wild sex with animals and all that kind of stuff. Mm. It's an old school movie called Caligula. They 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 didn't go too crazy, but they 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 kind of document a lot of what, what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, for what we talking about when those when the boats were coming illegally off the books and dropping people off and they were having them bombarded in them places all butt naked running around. That's a movie called Goodbye Uncle Tom. Mm. Y'all should go check that out. Yeah, Goodbye I'm Uncle familiar. Tom. I'm familiar. I'm familiar. That's a oh yeah, movie. yeah. <laughs> you know, Detroit. They, uh, this is a black girl in a human zoo. But like I told y'all, they didn't call them human zoos. So this is why you're not going to read about the human zoo. It's going to be written as a circus, a carnival, or a zoo. You're going to just think, oh, it's nothing. Somebody was working there. No. Hell no. This is a human zoo in Brussels, Belgium in 1958. I would definitely consider this little girl that's caged as a zoo exhibit to be a slave. I, I don't think that she would consider herself as an employee. Look at the Indians right there with the with the, with the the dudes that's going to do experiments on them and eat them with the elephant. Like They're for sure look hungry. You know what I'm saying? This is Ota Binga. Crumb, could you hit him with that perfect voice? Blow <laughs> <laughs> it up for him a little bit, man. Ota Binga, March 20th, 1990, uh, well, born in the century 1883, died March 20th, 1916, was a Mbuti Congo pygmy man known for being featured in an exhibit at the 1904 Louisiana Purchase Exposition in St. Louis, Missouri and as a human zoo exhibit in 1906 at the Bronx Zoo. Binga had been purchased from local African slave traders by the explorer Samuel Phillips Somebody, a businessman searching for African people for ex exhibition who took him to the United States. While at the Bronx Zoo, Binga was allowed to walk the grounds before and after he was exhibited in the zoo's monkey house. <laughs> so... This go, just so y'all don't get lost in the sauce of what we talk about. Remember, we were just showing dominion and where it comes from and how these are direct attacks. So this is an attack on our dominion over nature and the animals and all that. They would go into the wild, kidnap these people, and turn them into zoos to show their dominion by putting you in a cage. It's not true dominion if I have to use the violence and force you. Dominion is when you see that dude walking through the rainforest and through the jungle, and he just, ha, hoo, ha, the real Tarzan. You feel me? If I got to bring a gun and throw you in a cage and shut up and beat you, this is what they call, that's toxic masculinity. That's toxic dominance. That has nothing to do with what we're talking about. So they took people like this. Oh, have y'all heard about her? Oh, no, hit him with it. 
All y'all twerkers out there, y'all think y'all having fun? This is something y'all invented? No, this is where it coming from. They used to go and get the big booty tribes and take them and put them in the zoo. And tell them, oh, shake that booty. God. Shake that booty. That's right. The first strip clubs. What was her name, mm. though? So people could look it up. I think her name was Venice Hottentot. The Hottentot Venus, a.k.a. Sajay. Yeah, Sajay. Sarah or Sajay Bartman. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, Sarah Bartman. I saw somebody in the comments talk about that. It's spelled Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, Bartman with two A's. They're going to make it so y'all can't find it on the internet, y'all. We got it for y'all. B-A-A-R-T-M-A-N. Yeah, look that up and show it. Two A's, though, brother. Show your kids that, man. So they think it's, it's called the Freak Show. Hold on. Let me kill it for y'all. She was a 19th century. She was in 19th century Europe at a Freak Show attraction called the Hottentot Venus, a name which was later attributed to at least one other woman similarly exhibited. So they had another, they had a part two Venus Hottentot. They had two Venus Hottentots, both with big old exteriors. So the yeah, Megan Stallion, ain't nothing new under the sun, y'all. Oh, they got no, the no, booty no. shots now. They do this net. They been finding the big yeah. booty. They need booty shots. They they need the booty shots. But hold on, let me add this to that. Um, after they um discovered these women in Africa, they then had because they didn't have booty shots back in Europe. So <laughs> in order to well, in order to, to in order to simulate that, what they did was they had the seamstresses and the tailors create these dresses that had like a I, you can't see me on the screen, but they had like a big thing in the back where it looked like a huge butt and it was a part of the dress, but it really wasn't. It was just the way the dress was constructed to make it seem like there was a butt back there because it was considered to be royal to have a, a, a body like that and be able to produce, you know. So yeah, that, that, that was they, that was called yeah. a that, that's called a Victorian dress. That was from the Victorian yeah. era. There you go. There you go. This is this if is I'm not also, mistaken, you know, in the Victorian was, area. No, go ahead. And this is what some would allude to as Victoria's Secret. A lot of that stuff, you know, People didn't, I, I, I assume they didn't know, but obviously they did. You know, it was fake. It's like like the weave. I, I remember when I was young, I thought the I thought it was real. Like you see these pictures of these white girls with big butts. That's that's the secret. It's not, she's, that's a dress. But yeah, please. Oh, no, no. Make me big on the screen. No, no, make me big on the screen. No, 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 no. Make me big on the screen. No, make me big on the screen. I did not know what Victoria's Secret was. I've been trying to figure out that secret for a long time. <laughs> okay. Nigga got all the degrees and taught the whole country. He did not know what Victoria's Secret was. I was wondering what her secret yeah. was. I thought it was Medusa or something. I didn't know what the fuck it was. Lord have mercy. I love doing this with Crumb, y'all. We learned so much. Right. Oh, man. Let's keep going. Please. Victoria's Secret. Booyah! The secret is the booty shots now, y'all. Right, the booty shots. <laughs> so we're back to a direct attack. But we're about to bring it up to speed for y'all. Because I know y'all probably saw the cover and thought we was going to be here bashing people 
And you know, this is a very scientific thing, y'all. We're not here to crack a bunch of jokes and just go home saying, yeah, yeah. No, we're here to learn. We're here to give our children something they can eat, something they can live with. So we're gonna show y'all what's going on in these TV shows, what's going on in these cartoons. Why would they take something that's not new under the sun? Homosexuality, all these different sexualities, it's been a lot of stuff going on for a long time. What is this new marketing campaign? What is this new thing going on? Well, it starts here as far as my investigations. Uh, Crum, would you like to do this one? Thomas A. Foster, DePaul University. In 1787, an enslaved man in Maryland graped a free black woman. The story comes to us from a female victim in the incident, Elizabeth Amwood. One white man, William Holland, had her pull up her clothes, uh, mm. had her pull up her clothes and tie down. He then and lie down. An, and lie down. Sorry, excuse me. Yeah, pull hold up. on. Let me cut your wisdom for one second, Crone. Let me cut your wisdom for one second. Because this slide actually highlights the the broken english and the ebonics that originated with the early europeans that came here so in this article right here it's written as the person that spoke that is talking so that it shows that the ebonics didn't start with us it, the ebonics actually started with them so he's actually Man. saying pull up her clothes and lie down <laughs> but that's that's the broken english that they have yep. you know what i'm saying so yeah yeah wow. yeah my bad go ahead no 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 that's amazing pull pull up her clothes and lie down he then called a negro manslave and ordered him to pull down his britches and get upon the said get upon thee said amwood and to be great with her. The fourth individual in this horrific scene, a white man named John Pettigrew, operated with Holland, pointed a pistol at the unnamed enslaved man and Elizabeth Amwood. All the while, Holland taunted them both, asking it was asking if it was in and if it was sweet. Afterward, William went up into the company and called for water to wash his hand, saying he had been putting a mare to a throne uh, to a horse. So the point I'm showing here is this is not just about I know a lot of people look on TV, they see the guy, they see the man, but this is an attack on the whole black family. This is a way of taking the masculinity, which is sexual because it's, you have femininity, you have masculinity. This is a way of taking the core of our energy the core of our identity and owning it, using it, weaponizing it to use against each other. And that's what a, a real attack on black masculinity is. That's what we're about to get into right here. This is an example of it. That's a direct attack. I, let me just, before we leave this slide, I want you guys to look up into the upper left-hand corner so that you can see this was published by the University of Texas. So, um, you know, and there's always two ways or more than one way of viewing something. So when we look at it and we view it as detestable, gross, whatever, somebody else is going to read this same article and feel pride that their ancestors dominated over your ancestors in such a way. So, you know, 
as you're looking at it from one direction, realize that there's somebody else could be looking at this from another direction and take a note to who printed it, where it's printed. And if it's printed at the university, it's taught in the university. So just got to keep that in mind. Yeah, that's deep. William Dorsey Swan. Wait, go go to that next one first, guy. I got I got to show that next one first. I know I know I should ride with you, but I just want to. I gotta I gotta set this one up. That next one right after it. I gotta set. So, where you one. what you want me to where you want me to put this? Just go to that next one. Put it right after it. Okay. Boop. Yeah. Here we go, y'all. Because I want to show y'all something. The other one said seventeen eighty seven, I believe. Yeah. So this is eighteen eighty seven. You see? No, no. Go back, guy. Huh? The other one says 1787. Go on back to go. the picture. 1787, yep. So this is 1887, right? That's 2017. What's up with the... Uh... Am I tripping or something? Am I high or something? Like, this is exactly... Why is he wearing the same exact dress? Hmm. Uh, well, guess what? I actually have the answer for that because I spoke to his father. Me and young. Oh, you did. Yeah, me and I remember that. Yeah, you know what? It I'm says indirect attack. Yeah, I'm gonna bring it over to the Crumb Network because I think that conversation with me and Young Thug Father is is important. People need to hear that conversation. You know, that's that paid memberships type shit right there. That's that's that, 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 that exclusive hot. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we got to get the people on that. We got to let the people hear this thing because it's, it's but the it's point. Look, I want to say something, y'all, before we lose. The reason this says indirect attack is because now they don't walk up to your front door and say, Get out of here, boy, give me that booty. Now they because this is why, though, don't think so much has changed so much, y'all. They didn't have color TV back then, y'all. They didn't have computers in everybody's hand back then, y'all. They had to work overtime, they had to kick your door down. Now they kick your door down through the phone. Now they got William Dorsey Swan. They got Young Thug imitating them to the rap song. They don't got to kick the door down. They'll turn a gangbanger gangster rapper into whatever they want through mental programming. Now, I know what y'all thinking right now, that I'm bashing William Dorsey, thinking, oh, no, I'm about to show y'all something that Crumb put us on. I don't know if we got down to that video slide yet with Crumb. But well, hold on. Let me just say I'm this. I'm show y'all a cold trick that Crumb for the read, y'all. His father approved of it. They they gave him a check for it. You know what I'm saying? So him and his dad, you know, they kind of agreed on him wearing the dresses and all that because he got a check for it. Are you? Yeah. Are you, yeah. Wow. yeah. Little little Richard said his his first act he was getting paid for. Mm. How he got turned out? Y'all can mm. read that. We gonna go to that, but y'all just go read that. When little Richard said when he was young and he got turned out, he was getting paid to get turned out. They would come over there, find the young little boys, and pay them to participate. Wow. You know, that's the same thing. That's the same thing Dr. York was doing. He was giving them um, food and shelter down. The, uh, well, anyway, let's go to William Dorsey. Go ahead. <laughs> William Dorsey Swan was an American LGBT activist in a time where leadership in the movement was uncommon. Can you pause, please? 
uh, 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 Crumb, I'm glad I got you here. A person who's done so much extensive research. Would you agree LGBTQ didn't exist in 1880? Yeah, I... I would have to agree with you there. Yes, so this is this is them trying to mess our brain up again. So for everybody in the movement, we're not against y'all. We're showing the infiltration here. Ooh. We're not mad. We're not here to bash. No, no, no. See, we're talking about the real attack on black masculinity. We're talking about it. No, no, go back. Go back. You want me to finish reading it? It's, it's some more information. Oh, yeah. An African-American born into slavery swan Into slavery? How was he the leader of the LGBTQ community? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't the leader of anything. <laughs> right. Swan was the first person in the United States to lead a queer resistance group and the first known person to self-identify as a queen of drag. Mm. Let's crack this code, y'all. I got the slides to crack it for y'all. I know it sound good right now. It sound like the best. It's, this sound like the Martin Luther King on steroids. This is civil rights on top of civil rights. Nah, nah, nah. Man, nah, nah. wait a minute. This is Martin Luther King on steroids. Slavery disguised as LGBTQ. Can you close up? I want to read a little bit of that article. A drag yeah, party. Let me try to make it through there because it's a little blurry for you. No, nah, oh, last night, that. last night, attired in handsome silks and satins, <laughs> each in complete feminine costume, they indulged in a drag in a quiet looking house on the south side of F Street near 12th. The party was raided by Lieutenant. Amix and the officers of the first precinct. Nearly all of the girls succeeded in procuring bail. So they had owners, y'all. These were slaves that had owners that came and bailed them out. Uh, let's go to the next thing. I ain't got time to read that little stuff. We about to bust it open for y'all. We got 170 people in here. We ain't playing. Come on. Let's that next one. This is how they disguise slavery as LGBTQ. Go ahead, Scrum. I'm going to explain it after you're done. During the 1880s and 90s, Swan organized a series of drag balls, pause, in Washington, D.C. He called himself the queen, the queen of drag. Most of the attendees of Swan's gathering were men who were formerly enslaved, who gathered to dance in their satin and silk dresses. This group, consisting of former slaves and rebel drag queens, was known as the House of Swan. Because these events were secretive, invitations were often quietly made at places like the YMCA. Swan participated in dances such as the Cakewalk, a dance performed by enslaved people. You just revealed everything by singing it that way. We're talking about the <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait We're a talking minute. about the pause. God dang it! I'm about to Hold get on. off the live. I believe. That, about I believe that between the two of y'all, y'all just revealed the origin of the chakras and the dragon balls. I, I believe this is right. <laughs> oh, here. Stop it! Hold on, man. 
The point is here. We know that they were not organizing these drag balls. Their masters were. That's those, those were the same people that were building. Hey, that's the same thing that Young Thug father said about the dress. They came and approached Young Thug with the dress and the check. That, that came from the higher ups. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So listen, yeah, that wasn't his idea. They came with the money. The, 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 they came with the outfit and the check. They came with the money. Like, hey, you put this on, we pay you this. Yeah. Now you see, you see, it says they recruited them from the YMCA. That's why I say you revealed the whole thing. They set up. They set up. They set up children's centers in our community, y'all. That's right. Schools, churches, they make them look innocent. They set up these community centers in our in our community. They recruit the boys through there. I can show you they do it in LA. They got they got they got community LGBT community centers for kids in Hollywood. And I didn't see white boys driving up in their limos and shit at nighttime, grabbing them straight up out of there. So <laughs> the the YMCA is the cover-up where you recruit them. Going back. We ain't done. This is no going back. Going back. This is the biggest part. When you see them, you're gonna think they're happy and they're dancing, man. What are you talking about, Crib Jesus? Why are you hate trying to make a narrative? Nope. The dance is called the cakewalk because the slave master or whoever was treating them, even if it was a black guy that was training them, he used a piece of cake and they hunger to make them keep dancing to get a bite of the cake. Stop it. This is slavery, bro. They used to rename it. Just like the human zoo. They call them zoos. They wouldn't call them human zoos. So they just took this is the thing, bro. I don't, I don't, I, I'm with y'all with the with the backwards teaching. But what I see is slavery now. I'm not gonna deny what's going on now. Millions of brothers locked in sales, dudes walking down the street scared to even speak. No, you're scared to call yourself a nigga, the word that means king from your own tribe. This is slavery right now. These okay. dates we're saying 1958, 1906. This ain't no 1755. This ain't no 1602. Y'all can keep that shit. No disrespect to nobody that reads and studies, but we're talking about right now, homie. It's more I went, black I men in prison in America today than there is anywhere else on earth and any other time in history. And it, and it literally says slavery has been abolished except for the convicted felon. So that means that slavery has never, ever, ever stopped. It just was switched up. It just was changed up. So now you can't just grab somebody. Woo -woo. You almost got to kind of get them to volunteer into it by committing certain crimes. And then, bam, as you become, you know, now you labeled as a felon, you're a slave so they can grab you and put you to work. So, again, this is what I'm saying. You people that think that y'all are doing something by investing in livestock and bondage, a.k.a. the stock market. Stocks and bonds. To get your, that's it. That's the origin of it. Livestock and bondage. You don't know that when you're getting that cheap discount furniture from Ikea and all these other places that it was all made with slave labor and you are funding your own enslavement. Mm. Just like the cakewalk. You're walking to get some cake, you're thinking... But you're really doing the dance for him. And I want y'all to know, in that video, I didn't want to show the video because we don't want to get no copyright. We're going all the way up to the top with this, y'all. But that's a brother dancing with him. So it looks like two black brothers having fun. Young, uh, uh, A young thug and Birdman. But no, Birdman's holding the cake. Birdman's holding the cake for Universal Records. And Young Thug is chasing the cake. Teach!
Get to that next slide, man. We cracking too many codes. We got 200 people in here. Can we stop for a moment? We got 200 people in here because we're not playing. Right here is Little Richard. So I'm showing y'all the entertainment business. They would, they would organize the drag balls. If the police come, let them get arrested. Bail them out. <laughs> Yo, I'm sorry. I can't get off with the drag balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they would organize all these things. Yeah. Oh my uh, God. Question. So look. Is Little Richard yeah. considered the king of rock and roll? Answer. According to mystyle.com with a article titled Little Richard, the King of Rock and Roll Who Changed Pop Culture Forever, it reads, Richard, who passed on the 9th of May at the age of, of 87, was and remains the true king of rock and roll. Shall I continue? Oh, yeah, please do. Because he's, now let, let, me, let, me, let me insert here, though, because I know people may be listening. Like, what does he have to do anything? Little Richard is an example of these type of boys, like William Dorsey Swan. Raised up in the ghetto community, giving money at a young age to perform homosexual acts, and then planted right into something to compete with something else. Chuck Berry is the actual king of rock and roll. Not because of my opinion, not because I like his music. This dude penned the music for every single group that was called rock and roll. He started it. He was there before it was even called rock and roll. He was there with Little Richard. They literally took Little Richard, let him make two albums, and inserted him as the king of rock and roll. Same thing they did with Elvis Presley, the pedophile. They took both people that they had sexual control over and put them as the heads because it's not about sexuality. It's about putting someone... Uh, submissive enough for them to control whichever way they may have you doing overly sexual stuff like Blueface. they got him doing like get hit with the bottle in the head by your girlfriends whatever message they're trying to sit to attack the black masculinity this was an attack on chuck berry keep reading please okay between 1955 no no no, no. go back brother between 1955 and 58 he released a string of singles and two albums Here's Little Richard and here's Little Richard and Little Richard. Little Richard. That changed pop music and youth culture forever. How did it change? It? Do you do you know how it changed it forever? Because he's mm -hmm. the first of his kind. He's the first one to come up. Ooh, make up and ooh, having sex with you, baby. Ooh, ooh, baby. That's Little Richard started that. You feel what I'm saying? Right there on the bottom is Stevie Wonder quoted saying. There's only one true king of rock and roll. His name is Chuck Berry. This is not my opinion. Mm. Next slide, please. Who was the first king of rock and roll? Question. Who was the first king of rock and roll? Answer. Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry, the original king of rock and roll, is the first ever Feature-length documentary devoted to the life and sing of singer, songwriter, guitarist, uh, widely considered the granddaddy of rock and roll, 1927-2017, known for his hits like Maybelline, rock and roll music, Johnny B. Good, and many others. The true king. The point Man, of the he, other one, I'm going to show y'all what's going on. He almost lived to be a hundred. Woo! Oh yeah, where's Bond? And I'm showing y'all what's going oh, he on. He did. The attack on mm -hmm. black masculinity it usually comes from within. So they'll take plants 
and use them to directly, boom. It probably was somebody there with them chopping down their bliss. Like, yeah, we don't like these niggas. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> this shows the infiltration. I'll break this down. Ain't too many words. This is an album they made for him, King of Rock and Roll. They literally inserted him into the industry. We're going to make you the King of Rock and Roll. It wasn't about Chuck Berry and all these other people. What was the other one? Jackie Wilson. It was all type of other people. But these are plants. Just like Elvis was another plant they put. They put him there, give him the mansion, have him steal everybody's dances. You're the king of rock and roll. I'm showing that they actually have disguised slavery in certain uh, fields and institutions. You see it in clear as day. Question. When did drag queen start? Answer, according to masterclass.com with an article titled, What is Drag? A Primer on Drag Queens in Popular Culture 2023. It reads, drag performers were featured as far back as ancient Greece and carried on through Shakespeare time, Shakespearean times. In the 19th century, a female impersonators, I'm sorry, female import impersonators began to use the medium as a performative art especially in vaudeville shows in the 19 in the 1880s the first drag queen william dorsey swan hosted drag balls as his home uh, at his home so this goes to show the drag been going on they've been doing this they've been had these people all through europe why is he the first drag queen why is he the one because this goes to what i'm talking about this is when tv comes this is when the CIA comes. This is when they say, we're going to make an agenda of this thing here. This is when LGB was being created. This is when the whole infiltration was being created. Hey, Iggy, you got that video? You got that video? Oh, yeah, show him, man. Oh, my God. Show him, man. LGBTQ Black Lives Matter, period, period. If you trying to beat them up, cause of that, you homophobic. That's right. Beat your ass. That's right. Black Lives Matter, period, period. All Black Lives Matter, period, period. LGBTQ Black Lives Matter, period, period. If you trying to beat them up, cause of that, you homophobic. That's right. Beat your ass. That's right. You trying to kill them, you homophobic. That's right. If you a man and you don't want to kiss another man, you insecure and homophobic. That's huh? If you a man and you don't want to have sex with a trans woman, you homophobic. For real? For real, nigga. If you don't like yourself wearing a dress, you against the future, nigga. I'm trying to against the future, but... We gotta teach gay sex in school, nigga. Oh, shit. There's more than two genders, nigga. Okay, okay. There's a hundred, nigga. A hundred? No, a thousand, nigga. A thousand? Yes, now put these booty shorts on and get us in the streets, nigga. For what? Nigga, like, what? Say Caitlyn Jenner's the most beautiful woman ever, nigga. That bitch ugly, though. Say it, nigga. Caitlyn Jenner's the most beautiful woman, 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 nigga. Caitlyn Man, we got to let the mic breathe for a minute after that. Man. The mic got to breathe for a second after that. that was you know, we're crazy. <laughs> Shout out my <laughs> sis. That was, that was hilarious. Oh, man. Oh, man. So this goes to show the game they play, y'all. Now, this goes to show how much this doesn't really have to do with straight and gay. This is where they're going to trick you. They're going to have you arguing all day with your gay cousin and your friend. This ain't got nothing to do with that. 
Martin is not looked at in our community as a gay man. He's not even looked at as a down low man. He's considered a heterosexual black hero down there. But he was the one paid, just like William Dorsey Swan, to put together this new agenda called the ghetto black woman, the direct attack on black femininity, the other half of black masculinity. Yeah, y'all, you can't have one without the other. This is an attack on the black family, man, woman, and child. Right? You can't kill the black boy without killing the black mother. They went for Mary when they was trying to get rid of Jesus. You feel me? So check this out. This is Martin, y'all. The same dude who played in the last. Now go back. No, you better. You better go. Y'all know we got him this time, baby. We got him, Inky. We got him, Inky. You see that sister right there, the pretty little light skinned Gina. Why do they have Pam or anybody else or Tommy? Why is it Martin, Gina, and Shanae? The gay character he plays every now and then? Why is that on the box cover as the co-star of the whole show? Who is Shanae? Well, actually, Shanae sounds kind of, it's a playoff of uh, Swahili. So if I'm not mistaken, Crumb, around about like the 60s and 70s when the, a lot of the black conscious movement was real popular, a lot of people started giving their kids like, Swahili type names, Jamal, Malik, you know, Aaliyah, Shanae, these type of things, right? And uh, Shanae is a playoff that. But just like Medusa, you see the Medusa, that comes from the Latin Mediosa, my goddess. Because the original goddess is the original woman who had dominion as well over other energies, love, passion, the power of attraction, how she moves her body and her booty. Well, what he was hired to do was to tear that apart, to make fun of her. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm, I'm shy, It's the same thing they did with Medusa all over again. Ain't nothing new under the sun. That was before they had TV and all that. They used to make statues of our women with snakes in their hair and la, 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 la. Can I, can I mention another one as well? <clears throat> Does anybody remember when... Um, there was supposed to be a movie that came out and it never came out. Yeah, uh, um, real quick, just want to, uh, at Crumb TV, Flip Wilson was one of the first black men to dress and drag. Yeah, we, we, we got to mention him. I don't know if he's in his PowerPoint or not because Crip Jesus is, is 5 million. But yeah, absolutely. But nonetheless, does anybody remember when Shanae went, uh, I'm sorry, when Martin and Jamie Foxx were supposed to do a movie? It was like Shanae versus Laquita or something. Do, do you remember that, um, Crip Jesus? Yeah, it was supposed to be Shanae and uh, yeah. Wanda. Wanda. Wanda, Wanda. So okay, I think that's it. Can so, no, look, can I'm going to get there. See, Shanae is 1992, just like Wanda. But hers was a little, hers was right. We're about to get to it right now because I'm like, MOI say times and dates. I got the times and dates stamped. They was the same year, but Shanae was second. Forever Shanae is the episode that. Uh, this character premiered on October 1st, 1992. Now, I want to show y'all something. This is not a real character, y'all. So we have to go to the mind of the writer. Stop arguing with your friend and let's get to the point. Who sat down and wrote this up? And what were they thinking? Who were they trying to create? Because at this point in time, a lot of stuff that's normal now wasn't normal yet. Mass incarceration wasn't normal. A lot of these things weren't normal. They were actually creating the character. The, the little city girls... The Megan the Stallions and all that we got now, they were creating them in 92. See what see what he wrote for Shanae Jenkins. 
Who, why is her last name Jenkins? And why? Uh, question. Where is Shanene from? Answer, according to martintv.fandom.com, a wiki, it says, Shanene was born in Detroit and raised by her grandmother, Cheryl Jenkins, while her mother, Shannon Lee Jenkins, was in jail. Her mother went to jail when Shanene was just two years old. Shanene's father is unknown. Mm. So, I just seen in the in the uh in 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 the, uh, in the crowd. I'm gonna look it up too. They talking about because I know I know I know like Ashanti, Ashane, and all that. So he's saying Shanene is an ancient tribe. But look how they describe these people who they know who they are because they named them that way. Oh, you're gonna be motherless. Your mother went to jail. Your father, we never knew him. You're raised by your grandma. Your middle name is Lee. Your last name is Jenkins. They even they're even dropping a nug by making a middle name Lee. But we ain't gonna get into all that right now. Like, this is ancient Washington type stuff and all that. Like they know who they're making fun of. If you ever notice when they do their characters, Laquita, Katisha, they got long names. They always fit the Creole description. They got four, five names. They come from the Middle East. I mean, the Midwest and and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me just tap into that um, <clears throat> Shanene Wanda thing just for a hot second. Do you mind? Go ahead. We we build it. Okay. Um, Check this out, family. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! We got a robbery, people. I'm sorry, but I just couldn't wait on the stimulus package. Surprise! Hey, for real though, let's get this real dough. Shanene. Wanda. Wanda uh, so it, it was it was supposed to now obviously the movie never came out, but instead of being bank robbers, it was called skank robbers. But yeah, please continue, brother. I'm sorry. No, exactly. You know what's crazy? They plotted out to do that already from the beginning. This, this was not like some new hot. I, I don't care what interview he goes on and says that. I'm going to show it to you right now. Go to the next slide, man. We, we done playing with him, man. Let's, let's get to it, man. Yeah. Yeah. You see it? Before I even read it, y'all see it? Even his name wasn't a mistake. Y'all thought he made that. Y'all thought he was in the dressing room and said, Wanda, my, Wanda, my auntie, I'm going to imitate her. We just imitating people we know. Now, it's all plot and scheme. Princess Wanda is one of the most popular Slavic uh, female deities, you know, or, or figures, whatever you want to call it, of the Slavic people. Mm, of the, the slave people. people. Yeah, the original slave people. Interesting. See how they switched the whole identity? Yeah. Good See, one. they reversed the whole history. Now, now they're the ruler, we're the slave. Now the man's the woman. Now he's Wayne Wanda or Wanda Wayne. I don't know why I put Wayne Wanda. It's Wanda Wayne. <laughs> Princess Wanda, though. Go to the next slide, man. We about to reveal the whole truth. That's right. You see it? Y'all see it? Take a second to break that in. Can I get a bomb or something? This is a <laughs> on so, Hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. I'm out. <laughs> 2000 BC, they did this already with the advertisement of Medusa. I'm not going to yeah. say they did it in 2000 BC because they was illiterate back then, but I'm saying... The advertisement Medusa, uh, over 4,000-year-old idol, is the same thing they came with with Jamie Foxx. The only difference is they got TVs now. They're not going to put Medusa up there. They're going to put Jamie Foxx up there. 
as Juan Dwayne, 1992 AD. This is a direct attack on black femininity. And I'm glad we got 215 people in here. I hope we got a lot of women in here. Y'all see this? Crip Jesus working for y'all. Don't accept no this, y'all. Rabbit got the gun, you heard? Yes, yes. Snakes are locks. Yes, that's what they're making fun of. So, can I prove that? Go ahead. Question. Question. Who plays Wanda in In Living Color? Answer. Jamie Foxx. Wanda, Jamie Foxx, portrays Wanda Wayne, the ugliest woman in the world. So ugly, in fact, that no one wanted to be in the same room as her. In one episode called Dracula Exposed, uh, I'm sorry, in one episode, Dracula exposed himself to sunlight to get away from her. So he's talking about, he's not talking about effeminizing the black man. I know a lot of black men, this is the attack. No, no, Jamie Foxx not wake up in the morning and say, I want to make niggas soft. No, no. This is somebody behind him that's plotting that. If that's even what they're plotting. Because I know what this directly is. And if you don't see it, you might be a little sexist your damn self. This is a direct attack on the black woman. It's a direct attack on the black woman. He's playing the ugliest woman in the world. Can you go back real quick, though? That woman right there, that's his new baby mama. He doesn't really deal too much with the black femininity. Stop he it. He does agree that the that a woman that looks like Wanda is the ugliest woman in the world. Go to the next picture, please. We better damn, Gina. Booyah! That's the first baby mama. I don't think he's really too much a fan of the Wanda types. Mm -hmm. Wait, he meant that literally. Which, which the one is the first? <clears throat> the one on the the left. That, that's Wanda, his baby mama. Ancient tribe also called Copercula. Okay, but Wanda for them is that princess brother, and don't forget that. <laughs> the the one on the left is his baby mama. No, the one the one on the right is his child, but that's who okay. he had the child with. It ain't no that's the first baby got the gun, you heard? Yeah, that's crazy. Man, I want to approach that. You said he was paid to do it. He still does Wanda freely on talk shows. He he buzzes out the character at any drop of a moment. He loves making fun of black women. He's not the only one. I walked through the ghetto. I spent I spent 14 years in prison. Let me tell you something I saw in prison. Dudes in the day room, I hate these hoes, imitating them though. Don't you hate when your mama do? Yes, dudes like to wrap their head up and move their hands all weird. I don't even want to do it. I was going to give you an imitation. I can't. I'm too manly. I can't even move my body. I can't do it. It's a divide and conquer. It's take the man who doesn't know how to deal with his emotions, who probably was raised by women, and now he's mad. Oh, black bitch, this, that, that. He's making fun of her, but really he's playing with the makeup and all that, imitating her. Let's take that man and use him to do the Medusa effect again. That's all they're doing. It's Medusa all over again. Modern day Little Richard. Didn't you say he was paid to do it, brother? Oh, we got 230 in here. Can we clap it up? They want to hear about this, Crumb. They want to hear about this. Thank me later, from I picked the right one this time. <laughs> <laughs> Question. 
Who ripped off Little Richard? Answer, according to Vice.com's article titled, Black Artists Are Still Getting Ripped Off the Way Little Richard Was. It reads, over the years, the song made millions of dollars for specialties owners. Oh, um, let's, let me try to make that bigger, maybe. You don't mind? I'm sorry. Let's make it just a little bit bigger. Um, I got you. Sorry about that. No, you good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Over the years, the song made millions of dollars for specialties owners, uh, specialties owner, a white man named Art Roop or Rupee, but Richard received only a fraction of the proceeds. Roop brought Tutti Fruity for $50 and paid Richard half a cent for every copy it sold. Yeah, so I see somebody put uh, uh, Jamie Foxx was paid to do it. Yeah, we covering all bases today, y'all. We didn't say Jamie Foxx wasn't paid to do it. We telling y'all what's going on. We're talking about the attack on black masculinity. I know we like to smoke weed and talk a lot and get deep, but don't lose focus. Crip Jesus is good at keeping focus on the one subject, sometimes too good. The subject here is an attack. Who is attacking not just masculinity? We can't just talk about, oh, it's an attack on masculinity, a Chinese dude, a black masculinity. This is an infiltrated, indirect attack on black femininity. We passed the masculinity part the first hour. This is an attack on black femininity. They're using a black man who was raised by women and probably has a little, I mean, forget probably, obviously has an issue with them. He doesn't see them as beautiful to play the most ugly woman in the world, but he's there dressed as himself. How do you see yourself with a wig on as the most ugliest woman in the world? Exactly, man. Come on, y'all. Y'all got to understand this. Yep. Look at that, Crumb. Attack on the black family. Didn't Jamie play in this movie? Ooh! Yeah, he damn Gina, he did. Okay. This movie supposedly has the word "was fuck you nigger" or something. It what hundred and fifty times? Like, like this script was a hard sell in Hollywood, man. Whether you like the movie or not, it was it was a hard sell in Hollywood to get anybody to agree to. Make a movie in 2000, what was it, like 15, 16, with raping black women and saying F you nigger a million times, and making a story that a lot of us at this point in time, with all the knowledge and research, kind of half assed don't agree with some of the details that was in the movie. So, this is a reinforcement, just like a reinforcement of Wanda. We're not saying there's, there's not no black women in the ghetto without fathers, but we're seeing what they're doing. They're writing their own character and creating their own character and teaching, using it to teach others to imitate it. Shout out to the 234 we got in here, man. Can we keep going just to entertain them? Because they want to know. They, they must have heard from the it others, no but we in here talking about the gun. It ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun, you heard? We might have to run a couple slides back and revisit a couple things. Because they, no they, I think the they want to. got the gun, you heard? Hey, listen, I, we, we got some more. No, listen, if they want to hear, what they need to hear is about the conscious community attack on mm. black masculinity yeah because, because that's a conversation that need to be dealt with i know a lot of people might not want to deal with that but but that goes it, back to the it, first slide because remember i came in with the crip and i said that's why i didn't take it off the name the black cops community and, does have an attack on black masculinity as well but let's keep going here though because that right there you. i need to know what that is i need to know i need to know what that is what was that 
What was that? Oh, this is that was this Malachi is Z. York. This Ooh, is, yeah, this is right here. Uh, uh, brothers, um, just give me just a second. I just want to um <clears throat> make sure that we you know do this the right way. Um, family. Without further ado, I just want to um add the brother to the room. Peace and love, MOI. How are you? Peace, peace, peace and love. How you feeling? All is well. All is truly well. Um, I just want to take a moment, and if you could, you could tell the family who you are and where we can find you at. Peace and love, family. It's me, MOI. Um, misinformation. As I've been saying, I don't know how many years. How many have been saying this shit? I've been saying for a long time. Go on and find me on Crumb TV Network. <laughs> This time. Um, on Instagram, Mr. That's right, family. Go to Instagram. And, you know, th this is what we've said, uh, you know, but go give him a Grammy. Go give him a Grammy. Go to Instagram. Give him a Grammy. Uh, brother, you're doing numbers on Instagram. Big numbers. Minister informing on Instagram. Check. Can you hear me? Oh, hold on. Check. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. Cool. Um. Yeah, man. But I, but I think I, I think somebody got me. They got me shadow banned on Instagram because my, my numbers are like holding steady, and I can't go fucking uh live or nothing. You know what I'm saying? Um. So yeah. So all my Instagram followers, I haven't been on there in, in a while. So you know. My bad. But you guys, please continue, though. Yeah, we, we were just building on the attack on black masculinity, uh, as you already know. And we had just got to this particular uh, picture. Uh, Minister, do you know who this is? <laughs> yeah. I know exactly what it is. That's Dr. York, the singer. Dr. Malachi Z. York, that's right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, I didn't see the daylight down there. I, bro, bro. Wow. Family, oh, look in the bottom right-hand corner. Um, I did not see that, bro. Yeah, this is this is interesting. Uh, Dr. Inky, could you talk to me a little bit about this, please? Yes, sir. Yeah, ain't no fun when a rabbit got the gun, you heard? So a lot of people know that I've been on this thing with the chakras and talking about uh, Bobby Hemet and his students and how they've invaded the conscious community with this perverted idea of the chakras and anal sex. So what people don't understand is that this has already been out there. Bobby Hemet was promoting the Dr. York program and it's here in case anybody wants to look it up. These are quotes directly from the classes because this was all a part of the case. So he was actually doing classes on this material. And here is the quote unquote from Dr. York. Gatekeepers are born totally feminine in body with a male spirit or totally masculine in body with a female spirit. So the anatomy is a woman completely with all the physical attributes of a female with a male spirit inside of her or 
a male with the physical attributes of a male, uh, a female inside of him. And these are the gateways and the guardians. Now, he goes further to say he kills, abuses all he calls gay, H word, F word, because of their inner homophobias taught by his own creator's religions of Abrahamism. So he created the homophobia in hopes of killing the gatekeepers in hopes of killing those who can open the gates. And he goes further to say he doesn't live under our law. He's not a student enrolled under earth principles. He does not have the morals that we have. Our idea of morals is different. So this is now ingrained in a large portion of the conscious community that the gatekeepers are actually the people that we need to uh, follow and perform these rituals that he was performing on the land in order to make it into heaven. And that's kind of where Medea, Tyler Perry, that's where Tyler Perry got the idea for Ruthless. You know, with everybody living in trailers and the most high having forced intercourse with all of the men on the property because of what came out of Eatonton, Georgia. And so now, whether we like it or not, a lot of this is ingrained in the psyche of people in consciousness. And they think that this is some sort of secret teaching of Egyptians or or Kemetics or the Israelites or the Sumerians that the gods um, in order to know, you know, uh, the tree in the garden, you know, the tree in the garden of knowledge that make you a god like, you know, that tree in the garden was, you know, the phallus and, you know, the men had to know the men. And, you know, it goes a lot further in detail that I don't care to share um, right now with the people. But I just wanted to show how that has got into the conscious community. And now, you know, you have to be on guard, even amongst the those who you would consider conscious. You have to understand what it is that they're offering when they talk about these different activations of, you know, your spirit and all that located in your anus and, and, and some of these things. So, yeah, but, hey, I could, I could bear witness. I can show you where what you're saying, that thought process and that even click existed. Now, you see in Sodom and Gomorrah, they were doing this all to each other like it was like a ritual. And when the angel dudes came, they said, look, man, I'll give you my daughter. You can have my daughter. Remember, the dude said, you can have my daughter. They said, no, we want them. Them two angels right there from God. We want to know them carnally in their anuses, right? Now, if you look at Hindu uh, art with the orgy stuff, you look at certain Hindu masters. I remember when I was in jail, I had a book. I showed it to a brother. He said, man, that dude looked like a girl. And I started reading. And as I got higher level, they had Hindu teachings, which goes back to the Naga tribe. And I know York likes to go deep, deep, deep. Sometimes you get too deep because you get motherfuckers talking about there was a world full of men without women yet, and you get stupid. So they have a thing where they're talking about uh, the highest level is, is, is identifying with your masculine and feminine to where you can't even tell your gender and you're, you're just the ultimate being above either or. This, this, but this all goes with conceit. This all goes with yeah. trying to break out of the normalcy of nature. 
And I will, I'm a mad scientist. I will show what I can do. I'll open the super shop. Yeah, there's a lot of psychological seeds that have been planted. Like, you know, I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. People don't know where these phrases come from that are planted in the community. Because when you start to identify with that concept, they also tell you that spirit doesn't have a gender. You know, there's no gender on spirit. And, you know, God is androgynous. And then that opens the way up. If God is androgynous for the gatekeepers to God to also be both sexes at the same time. And then so you get all of these ideas that's not grounded in reality or science. Because when we go even to the smallest particles of energy, you still have positive and negative male and female. You know, so um, duality is what's at the essence of existence. You don't have friction, then you don't have creation. And friction is not like on like. Friction is uh, a different coming together. So at every level, that's what you have um, to create larger and larger what we know of as sources of genetic information you know what Hell i'm saying yeah. See, they feeling that hat they feeling that hat uh, man. hey I, I appreciate that please support by going to the website and click on the link go to the um to the clothing line we got a whole line dedicated to the fight of of melanin uh versus diabetes um, one of my largest discoveries was that diabetes had less to do with insulin and more to do with melanin. Insulin is not what controls um, uh, sugar and, and, di- and, and, and appetite and all of those different things in the body. It's a hormone in your brain called melanin concentrating hormone. And that's what actually regulates your appetite and cleaning the sugar up uh, along with glucagon. Melanin concentrate hormone and glucagon actually uh, get rid of the sugar and the insulin in your body. But uh, please definitely support um, as we as we go, um, you know, go further in our um, our fight to to bring awareness to the reason why type two diabetes is primarily amongst, you know, uh, yellow, brown and black people. And I want y'all to know for y'all that think that we we came full circle, the the Greeks. Before it was called drag queen. That drag queen, what I'm trying to explain to y'all is drag queen is the TV dinner microwave put together version proving there's a satanic plot scheme agenda all that. That's why I showed you the band who was first named it. He had the slave master. He was being led through the balls, all that. But long ago, when they were walking around, dragging their robes around and dragging their dresses on the ground and all that, back on the stage in, 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 in Athens and Sparta, Sparta and all that, you know what I mean? And, and back back in Greece and all that, in the Macedonian Empire and all that, right? Yeah. Welcome. To, I see somebody right here in the chat. Welcome to the world of the Greeks. They used to meet up. They're mentors. All those words had sexual connotations with them. Uh, the mentors, uh, the uh, uh, like Aristotle to uh, Alexander, uh, the uh, at the gyms. Uh, there are secret societies that were all male. Uh, in these groups, they practice this chakra thing he's talking about. Getting the extra energy. I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to uh, you know, see if MOI wanted to weigh in on 
anything in terms of the attack on black masculinity. We've re really gone over the historicity of it from back in the day, uh, but we know right. there's been some current events. Did you want to chime in or how, what were you thinking, MOI? Uh, yeah, I uh, sent that link in the group chat. Um, so we can, we can pull it up. It's not something to crypt because I want to crypt to, to keep a tab on this this gentleman. Oh, I don't know. I don't even know the proper term to say. Um, this androgynous being uh, won this award, I think, for the um, the, the Grammys. I want to say, was it Grammys? Whatever the latest award show was, this individual won it. Um, but he was acting in what we're talking about tonight. Like he was acting. I guess is his true self. He said, "Emasculated." Um, yeah, this right here, um, and it's 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 also like society is pushing this agenda. You know what I'm saying? Um, and this is something that I'm not sure if you guys um, have gotten to Dr. Fresh Press Rosen, but it's something that she's a huge advocate or was. You know, God bless her soul. Um, Dr. Fresh Press Rosen was been on this since the 70s <laughs> you know what i'm saying um another uh gentleman who's on my uh instagram page been on this since the 70s and the 80s um but i think you know it's, it's become more popularized and i'm not sure if you guys mentioned the fact that black women are some of the, the most number one champions of this particular lifestyle black women are no other culture of women encourages their men to be like this. East Indian don't do it. The Far East Indians don't do it. The no other culture does this, perpetuates the, that their men uh, be like women. Wow. So I know you guys probably went over Tyler Perry um, and others. Martin is like a Hollywood ritual. Kevin Hart had to do it. They all had to do it. Put on dress. And uh, the, the interview with uh, Dave Chappelle and, and Oprah, Dave Chappelle told Oprah that that's why he, he, he got off Saturday Night Live. I mean, off of uh, his show. Because they wanted him to put a dress on. And Dave Chappelle told him that he's not with that. <laughs> and they tried to, convince, tried to convince him, and he left. So Dave said the same thing to Oprah. Like, why are these black men got to put dresses on? Wow. All of them. I mean, but you know, we look at movies like CB4 with uh, Chris uh, Rock. Not Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Yeah, Chris Rock and CB4. Um, he had one on. We all watch Big Mama House 1, 2, and 3. Mm. <laughs> and the young man who played in part, part 3, I think it was with Martin, he had to put his dress on. And he has a whole Hollywood E.T. story about how he got molested and stuff. I mean, so it's... Now, this brother right here, even though he just made those magazine covers, he plays. He has played some of the masculine roles in TV history. Like, every role he plays is a masculine role. Every role he ever played. Like, you can't find one role he wasn't masculine. Everything he played, he's a masculine black man. Well, I was going to try to uh, keep you honest on that one. No. Um, <laughs> number one, just to add value to what the minister said, family, I want to ask you, 
for for those who have eyes, let them see. What magazine is he on? The minister said it was brought to you by. The minister just told you this was brought to you by a certain gender, by a certain so-called race. Melanated women, our sisters, well, you know, however you want to refer to them, queens, guides, put some respect on their name. This picture, this new controversial picture is brought to you by Ebony Magazine. Just, you know, just breathe. And just you know, kind of let that marinate a little bit. Yeah, but see, that goes back to to what I was saying. I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I don't like I from from my studies. Right, there's white man behind pushing the that goes back to what I said the Medusa effect. There's white man behind pushing this to the black woman. Well, well, let me let me just give us some hold 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 on. Let me let me share this screen real quick because I I, I wonder if everybody. I wonder if everybody remembers when the imagery changed, right? Because there's a moment in black pop culture where the um, the imagery changes. Hold on, let me make sure y'all see me. The imagery changes because um, as Crip was showing through his presentation, you have the older depictions of the drag queens and it's a very feminine look that's associated um with all alternative sexual preferences right because i'm also getting ready to play devil's advocate in a minute and, and show y'all something that people may not know about but before i do that i want to take y'all to this moment in history and it came to mind when MOI just brung up the brother on uh this this guy here, uh, Jonathan uh, Majors, I believe his name is, on the Ebony magazine, because he was in now this TV show uh, Lovecraft. When Lovecraft came out, I was in love with the idea of Lovecraft because they was mixing like the magic and the mysticism and a little fake you know, craft, you know, little fake craft stuff in there with the black folks and the history and all that. I was like, yo, this TV show going to be fire. And out of nowhere, out of nowhere, this guy popped on the screen and I knew it was all going to get different. I, I was going to go to Omar. He was what? the first one. And, 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 and let me just take a moment just to breathe just a second. If he was the first one to anybody else in the listening audience and for those who are going to catch this later. If he was the first one for you to really bring an attack on, he was the most masculine person in the movie, in, 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 in the whatever. He, he was the one that changed the image to the, to the, to the thug version of right. this alternative sexuality. If if you think he was the first one, this is listening audience, those are gonna catch this later. If you think he was the first one, press 666. I'm gonna press 666 as well. I think I agree with the good doctor. For me, you know, he was the first one. It, it was a great disappointment. But yeah, um, please continue. And they made him the toughest guy in the show. Yeah. That was the whole idea with the wire to make this guy the toughest guy in the show that none of the, the tough guys could kill. They even brung in, pay attention to this part. 
they even brung in going back to um oh well not yet but going into the nation of islam they even showed the nation of islam the bow tie killers quote unquote they brung them in to try to kill omar and they couldn't even do nothing with omar so remember the nation of islam had served as the beacon for what black masculinity was you know uh we 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 talk about uh you know malcolm x we talk about muhammad ali but we forget that the reason why kareem abdul jabbar is not listed or has never have been listed as the goat of basketball is because he was pro-black and he spoke out where michael jordan forsaked any black issues in fact if you came around michael jordan even playing rap music or r&b so he he want to hear none of that so the reason why michael jordan was listed as the goat even though he only had three championships he got three championships they put a a, a statue outside of chicago not after six after three they put the statue out there said greatest of all time because remember after three he retired and he retired with three championships when kareem had six championships twice as many and had the most points in the history of the nba but because he changed his name from luau sender to kareem abdul jabbar and joined the nation of islam and he would not participate in the corporate side of the business they wouldn't list him as the greatest basketball player of all time so it was important for them to bring in the nation of islam and show that this guy who had been to prison and had been you know raped as a child and now he's out raping men and doing Great. whatever yeah yeah graping excuse me graping graping you know doing doing you know <laughs> uh, r kelly and other folks you know you out there r kelly and other folks you know what i'm saying he out there r kelly and other folks so yeah can i yeah, say yeah, something though yeah 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 go ahead i was i was presenting a new element before uh we switched up and i wanted to say this that when you see what I was showing you before in the first hour, you see a direct attack on the black masculinity. What you're seeing now that I think a lot of people like to skip over because we're very, you know, male driven is that what's going on now. These men are considered straight by even us. I'm not saying I personally consider straight. I'm saying the black male community considers Martin a family man, considers Tyler Perry a top businessman, considers... A Jamie Foxx, a, 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 a sex symbol. So these men don't have it nothing to do with the feminination right now. I'm not saying that that's not true. I'm saying that these men are being hired to tear up black feminization. This is what's not being talked about. These men, when, when you're complaining, say these women all turned up and they're acting mad. This is where they started with Shanene. It started with Wanda. It started with the hi, what's up, y'all? Oh, it goes. Let me correct. Let me add the correction. He wasn't an active member, but he was following the teachings, and because of those teachings, that's what led him to change his name from his slave name to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. There's a lot of people that never actively joined the nation, but they follow those teachings. You know what I'm but saying? But he joined. He joined with a what was the boy? Remember, they ended up killing all the people and all that. Leave that out of this video. Let, let the chat room have their thing. Like I was saying, the attack on, on, on I'm saying this. 
that a lot of these guys we see now, they've went so far with the gate thing. You can hear that all over the music and all that. That's not the big old thing. And a lot of these black dudes, that's a that's another video we got to do because I think people mix the two. There's a difference between a dude that was raised feminine, a bunch of dudes, and a dude who's being paid to do something. I'm talking about a paid direct attack. Like literally, like dudes being paid to make fun of the black woman, to make you not attracted to the black woman, to convince the black woman to take on characteristics that will scare you away from her. Dudes are being paid to do that, yes. Let me tell you how far it went. Okay, good, Carl. That's why nobody wants to be grandma no more because they paid well, Martin to do the big mama thing and all of that. Like, come on, bro. Well, also, we grandma is a now bit, 27 years old. We got a little bit more than 10 minutes. Let's try to uh, wrap, wrap it up. up. I was going to just kind of. Okay, please. The, the, yeah, let me just put this in there. How far this attack has went, right? The attack has went so far that you now have this group which is called the GAG uh, movement. These are a group of, of alternative uh, queer uh, men and women that are against the grooming of young children. That's right, to become, uh, because even within the community, so I just wanna make it clear that, you know, this is not about being anti-gay. This is not about being homophobic. Um, none of that. This is about um, a, a, uh, an effort to inculcate and incubate a specific mm. type of behavior that goes against nature and it goes against God and it goes against procreation. And if we're not paying attention, these are the things that are driving the economy and some of the things that we see in our society that we can't understand because there are a lot of states in America, a lot of countries in the world where we are at a standstill in terms of reproduction. We're not making babies. You know what I'm saying? We may be making this, one baby for one person that passes. Go ahead. Yeah, that, yeah that's horrible. We died. Can you put that back up there? Let me read that because I think people need to understand that. I think you just tied the whole thing together. We're against the groomers. People are coming to us in the guise of LGBTQ. Remember I put the slide up, slavery disguised as LGBTQ? They're coming to us like that, but they're trying to get your kid, dumb them down, give them some candy, rub on his butt, say, do this, do that. Because once you get them in control, anything sexually, any groomed up, they're going to do anything. You see it with these singers. You see it with these dancers. You see it with the internet. Here, do this. Twerk, show your booty. You get more likes, more points. Come over here. Do this. Do that. Gays Against Groomers is a coalition of gay people who oppose the recent trend of indoctrinating. That's all right. That's normal. You're not with that. Like your, like your video show. That's indoctrination. They're damn near finna shoot a bully in your butt by the time you're done talking to you. Sexualizing and medicalizing. Come on, y'all. We've really got that far now. We're medicalizing children under the guise of LGBTQIA plus dot dot slash dot com point nine nine nine. Let me uh, read this. I'll let uh, MOI get the final thoughts. Um, I don't know if anybody ever heard of maps, but it's um, they're trying to get this to be the newest 
letter. I think that's a part of that NAMBLA program. Yes, it is. But NAMBLA is exclusively gender spe- gender specific. MAPS is not. Um, mm. A pedo, including several different types, uh, a minor attracted person, an adult who is attracted to a minor, uh, they said stop calling them the P word, start calling them MAPS. But uh, MOI, give us your final thoughts. What do you think? Um, I wanted to pull this clip up. And I'm not going to lie until 9.30, so, so you got to look at the time. I mean, shit. Okay, okay, well, yeah. Same people going to tune back in anyway. So. Yeah, we got time, we got time. <laughs> yeah, are they going to just put the channels? Um, all right, so I wanted to show this real quick. So I'm share my screen right here. This one. Share screen. Um, and, uh, there it is. All right. Let's see if you can hear this or not. Let me hear it. Yeah. What the hell is this? What is this? It's on my page. I've been talking about this. <laughs> yeah, I seen it. I seen it on your page. It's hard to watch, champ. I ain't gonna yeah, lie, bro. It's hard to watch. Hold on. I guess that, that's more reality for it. I'm not sure if you guys can hear, hear what was being said, but the no, you can't hear it. The uh, European psychologist was explaining how they're reprogramming um, black males, and the households <laughs> are now the households mm. are now to where the black women are saying that they don't need men. I got it. I'm independent, and the black daughters are saying that I don't want a man, and the black sons are saying I don't want to be a man. Mm. That's, that's called social well, you engineering. Know, we- when, and you know, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Let him get the MOI just started some shit up now. Hold on now. MOI just started some shit now. That's what MOI is. Let's let MOI finish. Let MOI finish. MOI is in the building. MOI is in the building. God damn it. They ain't got enough time for that, man. He just said, okay, we got time. I'm sorry. I forgot. We do got time. MOI gave us 30 minutes. Listen, listen. That came from Margaret Sanger. And you guys got to understand that this is a no, part of that Democrat program that y'all keep going no. and blindly voting for these Democrats. Y'all don't understand that Martin Luther King was the first award winner of the Planned Parenthood Award back in 1966. Hillary Clinton was the winner of the Planned Parenthood Award back in 2009 when she came on TV and said she wanted to be the next Margaret Sanger. And all of these goofy black folks was getting ready to vote. Oh, we need to get Hillary in. Hillary was going to come in and sterilize you goofy niggas. That's what she was coming in to do. So y'all got to know this is the whole thing. And that's why, and I'm going to pass it right here. But that's why when the welfare was popping, um, up until very recently, you could not collect welfare and have a man at the house at the same time. In fact, um, after they changed those policies, they were still giving a boost to certain women who were single. So they would pay you more. And this is what created women sitting at home making babies and babies and babies with different men, getting rid of the men because they could get more money from the state. Once you add in the Section 8 with the Medicaid, with the welfare and this one and that one, the state was taking care of her financially better than the men could because they had their own oppression. And so there was a lot of different things that 
statewide incentivized black women to put men in a certain type of place in a certain type of pocket. Um, I just want to want to add some historical context to that. Being barefooted and pregnant and having babies was was never our black women. That was never our plight ever. Talk that. That were that. that was white European women plight that would be barefooted and pregnant in the kitchen, always maybe popping out babies. The reason that white women were trying to pop out so many babies because that's at the cusp of when the um, American birth control league. You can't jump to Margaret Sager until you go to Niagara Falls, New York. Margaret Sager was a nobody. <laughs> this is called eugenics. Eugenics was the first thing to come on the planet. That 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 Margaret Singer modeled her idea, her, her ideals behind, and her first her first case was actually out of Indiana against the Ben, ben Ishmael tribe. Mm. Was her, yeah, yeah, because wow. they were said she she was the first one to begin to use words like feeble minded, and if you declared to be feeble minded, you'd be forced sterilized by the government automatically, male or female, because you were uneducated. And you didn't know they're trying to get rid of the riffraff of society. A lot of the black boulets were behind that shit. Get rid of the black riffraff. You know the thugs, the thug niggas who not doing anything for the community. Those people. That's right. This was, and that's where this, that's this where William Shockley. Yeah, that's where William Shockley picked up the torch in his book about the bell curve, and that's how I fell in love with Frances Cress Wilson. Not necessarily because of her book. You know, more people have read her book, I believe, than actually seen her live debate with William Shockley because yeah, William Shockley was debate. trying to. Yeah. William Shockley was trying to uh, institutionalize and bring those ideas into the modern world. And she shut that down. Um, you know, she shut that down live in real time. So uh, may she definitely rest in greatness. Yeah. But Francis Cress Wilson handled that. And. A lot of Francis Chris Wellsing, uh, not a lot of her work, some of her work was based on the fact that people like, uh, what's his name? He wrote a book called The Rise, the Rise of a Colored Tide. Um, he was with Mr. Eugene Fisher um, out of Niagara Falls. See, y'all are going to get to talking. I'm going to give y'all names, people, and dates and places. I'm not going to do no shoo shoo talk with y'all. I'm going to tell y'all who go to look up because we got to hold people accountable for this shit and stop saying that this thing just started out of the mind of one little white one, Margaret Singer, because it did not start out her brain. She was a nobody. Margaret Singer was a freaking nobody. Zero. She's running around looking for finance to finance her first little newspaper article um, called the Birth, Birth Control Review. And she was talking about positive eugenics on how to increase the white population in America. This is the this is the late 1930s, 40s, to the 50s to try to increase white population. And to help do that, between 20s, you had people like Abbott Plecker in Virginia invoking what's called the One Drop Law. Right then, the book called "The Rising the Rising Color of a Tide." I think it was named in a minute. He wrote that book, scaring the hell out of white America, saying there's too many black people in America. And what happens around the twenties? Around the twenties, you get the influx of Europeans coming from Europe up there at Staten Island. They were re, they were trying to repopulate the white society of America because it had diminished dramatically. It was never that many over here in the first place. Okay, yep. So Francis Galton, Galton was one of them. Um, you have uh, Johan Blumenbacher, he was one of them too. Okay, Samuel Morton, he's one of them. I'm giving y'all the names to go look up. Charles Darwin's cousin, his his cousin, his cousin of Francis Galton. In his book, the uh, dealing with evolution had a longer title, but Hitler, Hitler gave 
accreditation to Francis Galton. And Margaret Singer was in, in a Swiss meeting in 1939 with Adolf Hitler's general. This was a world situation that came to you, It's not just the birth, the birth control shit with black women. This shit was worldwide. Charles Davenport. Charles Davenport is another one. He, he's an intricate player, too. See, these people, Ch Charles Davenport was the one in 1902, again, he was the one who started the uh, uh, eugenics project, positive eugenics, to try to increase white population. Then negative eugenics came into play in, in the late 20s and early 30s. But again, you will have a depopulation attempt of Negroes in America because there were, there were too many. There's too many Negroes in America. They had to reclassify them as such. That's when words like mulatto came into play and octroon and quadroon. You got to follow the whole entire history of shit. Yep. Let me ask you, are you familiar with how it got into the school system? What do you mean? So they tried to put this in the school system in the colleges around the world as what eugenics. Uh, eugenics. They tried to teach eugenics. They put eugenics in colleges as a course. And okay. that's actually where microbiology came from <laughs> and a lot of people don't understand uh, yeah a lot of people don't understand that a large part of the theory of quote unquote charles darwin's theory of evolution is rooted in this and so people are actually teaching these uh you know these ideas to their children without knowing the roots of what they're teaching and this is how we still have this stuff so pervasive today. Could I? Well, I want to. I want to. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. I sure want to add something though. <clears throat> well, I was gonna just read a couple of searches off the internet. So I guess you can go first, please, uh, Cryptus. I want people to know that we can go deep, but we can keep this simple too. Planned Parenthood goes before even that. Planned Parenthood goes back to the Bible. Jesus is an example of resistance of Planned Parenthood. King Herod put out an order to murder all the little boys, right? Then you go back to Moses, same thing. So, you know, I feel like when, like the, the, the sexual aspect is meant to shock us and, ooh, and you don't see what's really going on. You feel what I'm saying? Like you pointed out, it's a depopulation throw. You feel what I'm saying? That's all it is, a depopulation Facts. play. Facts. Yeah. I just want to point out the people that even Moses, Jesus, even these people you see in the Bible, it was the same play. You feel what I'm saying? Kill it, kill it. Let get her to kill it off before she has anything. It's the earlier abortion. You know. Oh shit. Hold on, Carl. Check this brother right here out. Jawan's Cooper Joker. Check him out. This brother been teaching this since the eighties. Again, this is this is all on my page and on one of my uh, Instagram page, Mister Informant. Is he an educator? I read several of his books. Yeah, he's educator, right? Yeah, I know who he is. But but, but, but he's dropped. Look, this was he talks about the psychology of being used on young black males. This it was posted. Yeah, I read Twenty twenty. This was posted three years ago on my page. It's still on my page. Hmm. When I was putting people on game about the whole emasculation back then, black men, black fathers. Minus that, this is deep, man. It's deep and it's crazy. It, it's everywhere. It's, it's just like Inky mentioned, just like just like all of us are saying. 
It's in almost every fashion institution you can think of. It's everywhere. It's freaking everywhere. You're, you're right. It, no, it does. It does shock how how much you like. Once you open your like, you almost want to keep your eyes closed to it because once you open your eye to it, you just see it all over the place. What's the yeah. brother name? Crumb and, and, and Cali. I think he was a professor. He found out that it was putting stuff in the water. Remember, there's experiment on frogs at first. Experiment on frogs. And he, he absolutely. He it's the um. It's it's uh. Hold on. Give me one second. It's on. It's atrazine. Atrazine. Yeah. Atrazine. But to take it a step further, atrazine is in the food. So the reason yeah. why he was talking about it and he got so much publicity with it is because atrazine was actually in some of the foods that people are consuming without knowing. And so sometimes when these things creep up, uh, we can take it even a step further. Sugar. Sugar by itself. Sugar at uh when when moms are pregnant sugar actually can reverse the patterns that develop in the brain for the neurohormones and the neurohormones have to do with not necessarily the physical development of the body but the mental development how your brain oh, stop. no right there right there and that's what this whole video is about y'all yeah. it's about them trying to suppress our energy sex sex is just the base of your energy you feel what I'm saying? It's just an expression of the energy. It's about them taking the most core, basic uh, foundation of our energy and suppressing it. Not to cut your wisdom, guy. I just had to, I, I caught, when you said that, it just boom. You feel what I'm saying? How it hits the yeah. mental and the physical and they go together. This is August of 2020. <laughs> this commercial with Celine Dion goes into the nursery and she changes the gender of, watch the video. I'm going to narrate it for you. Oh wow! See girls and boys, blue and pink. Watch this. Watch this voodoo that she pours out and changes the gender to everybody. To there is no gender no more. There is no. Well, I said boom. You see, look the little evil dolls in the background. Hold up, let's see it right there. See the evil <laughs> doll? Listen, if I had time, man, we're gonna do a part two. Don't worry These are it. children. We're gonna do a part two. Wait, can't make this issue. You Those can't make little, this up. Watch, watch this now. These are two little boys up here up top. I ain't gonna lie, y'all. Look, you want to stop and let the people absorb all this. Listen, we didn't hit listen. them with 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 so. That's let them eat this boys. up. Hold on. This Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Play that. Play that again. Play that one more time because I don't even it's understand what the hell I just Listen, listen. Just wait a second. Wait a second. Did y'all know that Greece is the only place you can get away with this stuff to this day? <laughs> That's why your boy went to Greece. He moved. He's a, he's a Greek citizen now, so they couldn't prosecute him. Did y'all know that already? Teach pedestrian. Yeah, all this stuff. It's not called pedophilia. It's called pedestrian. And pedestrian is a sexual activity involving a man and a boy. This goes back to the Greek god, all the way back to who? Crom? Back to Zeus? Come on. When he, when he scooped up Aquarius. This look gay ass. It's, it's, it's Aquarius season. Yeah, it is Aquarius season. What? Mm. Aquarius no! Is, is, Don't is say it's no! Listen to me. And Crumb put me on this. Aquarius Playing is with that Zodiac. <laughs> See, the, look at that Zodiac be mixed with them chakras now. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Ain't no fun, the rabbit got the gun, you heard? Listen, 
Hear me out. His name is uh, Ganimity. Listen, Ganimity was taken by Zeus. Zeus came in in the form of an eagle and snatched him up. This is a little boy. Correct. And Zeus made him a little slave. He had to pour all the gods' wine out. And that's what the little water pitcher is for. That's right. Water let me let me ask you before I forget. Yeah. I ain't trying to cut you off. So this is where the cherubim, the cherub comes from, the little baby cherub on the on the paintings no. in the church. No. They got the little baby cherubs all naked flying around. No. 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 no this is. They look like they look like a little. No, I'm not talking about the actual cherub. The, the cherub in Ezekiel is a is a the Bible. I'm talking about when they draw when they draw a cherub on the wall. It's not a naked baby in the Bible. We know that, right? No, what I'm telling you is the association with cherubims had nothing to do with babies. That's a dissociation. No, I'm not what saying it had nothing to do with babies. I know that. I'm saying this. Mm -hmm. The little baby they're drawing on the wall, that looks like that to me. Yes. Mm -hmm. I understand exactly what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. He's right. He's right. He's right. He's just not called a cherubim, but you're absolutely right with naked babies. But this is Zeus. Now, this is where mentor comes from. Right. And the, the mentee. This is where it's come from. And see, didn't I say that earlier, Crumb? Y'all yeah. mentioned said, that's what uh, earlier, Aristotle was like to uh, Alexander. That's what a mentor is in the Greek culture. Right. right. Yeah, but right. this is not this is not Greek culture. This is not mm. Greek culture. What's this? Okay? This was the merger of the Greco-Roman era to be right. Yeah, Greco means Greek. Right. right. But <laughs> this is the it's the Greek Romans then Greco-Roman. Totally different situations. What I'm saying. Totally different situations. Oh, Greco-Roman is when. Uh, they got together. They got together. Oh, Augustus. I can tell you what it was. Augustus hired people to copy Greek culture and put it into Latin. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to debate that, but what I'm yeah, saying is... Yeah, let him speak, uh, just, good brother. Keep keep going, NY. What are you saying now? It's just it's just the merger of, of the culture. So this is when homosexuality really took hold because they had those festivals. Remember? They were henotheistic in nature. Mm. This is mm. this this is a whole the whole toga you, you said it earlier they had, they had the, the, the togas on the togas was dragging the floor those robes those togas this is when they were this is when they was getting down in Rome mm. this this is when they was getting down but there's the Caligula of, right they, thank you that's where I want right there. thank you because in Caligula it shows that the um the, the 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 little boys was getting instead of bottles to drink from they was getting you know male yeah you know yeah yeah organs yeah 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 but that's the greco-roman era go ahead go ahead I, I just want to show something real quick to the family because you you know we were talking about the whole margaret singer planned parenthood uh whatever the case may be um the, i don't know if anybody and I, let me just tap in with the listening audience just for a hot second if you did not if you did not know this, press five. We've, we've already done 666. Press 555. 45%, almost half, 45% of women are expected to be single and childless by 2030 per recent projection. Um, there's this thing called passport bros and this and this and that and yada, yada, yada. 60% um, of all black women or women women in general black women in particular in america who have two children uh they uh if they have two there's a 60 60 chance that it's by two different men um the higher value men per se are are, are leaving like this isn't even no kevin samuels thing like this is 
there ain't gonna be no more you know oh well uh, uh, we love to say that white people tamil who troglodyte flugelrod whatever you want to call them oh they're going extinct nah family nah you you you, you can't put it on becky <laughs> <laughs> this is all women in america ha almost half a, by 2030 almost half of every woman in america will not even have no babies no more family ain't nobody playing i'm sorry i'm sorry I, I i got one more thing but i'll let you go and then i'll show this it's pretty jarring i, I hold on before you go there because now okay this is Make crazy it. there's a they show gonna, they said, wait a minute, wait a minute. They're gonna the plants. wait a minute hold on hold on before we get into that hold on before we get into that listen there's a tv show that I think is very pertinent at this point in this conversation for us to go ahead and check out, okay? You got some spare time. I need you guys to check out this TV show called The Handmaiden's Tale. The Handmaiden's Tale is about a time in America in the not so distant future where they won't be able to have children and so they'll be bringing slavery back full time, enslaving the, the women and raping the women and blah. It's Great. all based on those projections that you just showed right there. The only thing is, I didn't know that those were real projections until you just pulled them up onto the screen. God what? damn it, Crumb. You need to drop your own bomb for that. Well, okay. Let's, yeah, let me just drop a bomb real quick for that and then i gotta show this one thing and well actually i don't even have it on this one but yeah let me just uh go over some stuff because somebody said this information is false well if that's what you think perfectly fine but i already did a video on it <laughs> and i've gone very deep into the information so watch this um let's just see um japan birth rate remember Dr. Francis Cress Wilson already told you, you goofies about this. You got to have for every man and woman, you got to have at least two babies. That's 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 no birth. I'm sorry. No population growth. No population decrease from one generation. We stay the same three babies. That's population growth. One baby. That's population decline. Your population is going down. That's Japan. Look over here at United States. You're not at you're not at two children per two people. For anybody who doesn't understand what that means, that's bad. <laughs> Let's go to China. You gotta have almost done, almost done. You gotta have at least two babies per two people. China don't got that. Let's go to another one. France birth rate. France doesn't even have two. Germany birth rate. Germany doesn't have two. South yeah, Korea you're, you're birth rate. South Korea. South oh Korea is not even having one baby. Oh South Korea is going extinct. Um, mm. uh, uh, Brazil yeah, birth America's rate. Over there. Hold on, America's over there in South Korea too. Give me a second, brother. Brazil birth rate not even two. Wow. Argentina birth rate. You're barely getting to two. Spain birth rate, you're not even close to two. This is all across the world. For anybody who's, oh, crumb, this little article, that's fake. How? It 
can't be. The only time you're going to see positive birth rate, Uganda birth rate. They having baby babies over there. Those girls pushing babies out. Nigeria birth rate. They having baby in In less than 100 years, Nigeria will have more people in that country than China got in their country. Let me just check. the. Let, let, let's just check the facts and I'll pass the mic on that one. Nigeria will have more people than China in less than 100 years. Uh, this is says uh, this is according to Business Insider, Africa.businessinsider.com. This ain't blackpower.com or whatever like that. It says Nigeria to overtake China as the second most populous country uh, in the world by by 2100. The UN has projected that by 2030, the world population will be 8.5 billion because we're not going to reach nine. We will not reach nine billion. I give you my word. And with these numbers, your ass will, will not see 9 billion. Population's going down. Oh, crumb, overpopulation. Where? Oh, crumb is white people. No, not white people. Only in Africa will you see a positive birth rate. Every Anybody know where everywhere is at? <laughs> everywhere else? Those girls ain't having no babies. And in America... Less, almost, you're right, almost half the population of women ain't pushing out. No, the, the ish got so bad they had to outlaw Roe v. Wade. All right, guys, no more abortions. Too, you know, popular. We got to outlaw Roe v. It's, oh, outlaw Roe v. Wade. So a lot of y'all got scared because when we talk about Roe v. Wade, mm. we, we got to talk about love, loving versus Virginia. Oh, I can't marry me a white girl no more. After Roe v. Don't worry, you can still marry a white girl, but Roe v. You can't have no more abortions. Hey, look, I'm done. Check this out, bro. Check this out, bro. And that's what I was saying about the eugenics, y'all. The eugenics worked the same way. They had to start positive eugenics for white people to get their birth rate up, and they noticed that the Negroes outnumbered them, so they started negative eugenics for Negroes. So everything y'all were saying was right and exact, but we have to give the historicity to how it all came about. I think that makes sense to explain why it was like that, not just because some evil pale person decided to kill off dark people. No, because they've just been at minus birth rate for so long. Everybody has. Everybody's dying out. Anyway, and listen, guys, we got to get, get, get ready to queue up for the next uh, segment, whatever the case is. Definitely um, want to invite y'all back on and feel free to join me. Um, but you know, I go live with my shit. It's going to be some, some scholarly work. I want everybody to add value to it. If you want to hop back on, I'm about to do the uh, Moses part one exposed. Talk about these magic mountain niggas um, on these mountains, him and 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 uh, Muhammad. Everybody on these mountains going crazy. But if you guys want to hop on live with me, you more than do so. Family, be sure to tap back in a couple minutes and check out the uh, the next, coming, next upcoming live. Um, Moses exposed the mountain god. Um, I'll be leading that sermon. Uh, definitely want, want to get the fellas back on here, though. Definitely ask some value because I see it's like almost 300 fucking people tapping. That's crazy, yeah, definitely. And I want y'all to, um, before we go, I want y'all to definitely uh, make sure y'all get that cardiology. We went through an intro in cardiology this morning. I think it's important for you guys to catch that because that is the leading cause of death. So we can't have a conversation about birth without 
understanding what's causing the premature death that we're dealing with. So we have a very, very detailed, fun video about cardiology and how you can use just common things that you notice going wrong with you to diagnose your heart health and what you need to do to fix it in real time, in real time. So with that, uh, the American healer is going to sign out. Crip Jesus, what you got for us, champ? that we wasn't talking about, we were talking about different elements of this, but we were talking about the attack on black masculinity. You feel what I'm saying? The subvert, intrusive, infiltrated, covered up to look one way, covered up to look another way to go down to a lesser evil. But as it was said in the beginning of the video, and for those that go back and look, you'll see. Peace.